Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Scam Wow. I'm Caitlin Brodnick. I'm Sue Smith. And, and we, we love, love scams. scams. Guys, we love scams. We love you. Wow, wow, wow. wow. We're still doing this podcast. <laughs> we're still doing it. It's been a year <laughs> in a pandemic and we're doing it. I can't believe it. Because, guys, today we have the most fun episode. We have a mailbag episode. Yes. And I was reading some of the comments because we have fabulous messages from you guys, but we haven't read them in a while because we've been like, swamped with scams and I was reading it going oh we've done this for a while I'm always surprised I'm always surprised we did it throughout the pandemic go uh a lot of podcasts they've succumbed to the pandemic but not this one they pandy perished but we are going strong they've died from covid but not us oh r.i.p such a sad thing but we are we actually depend on you guys for our self-esteem so we're not going anywhere Yes. Um, we So we have some great stuff. We're going to update you on some scams. We're going to read you some tips that our listeners have sent. They're amazing on some scams that we have not covered. And But first, I want to start out with um, our girl, Hilaria Baldwin. <gasps> Sue. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so to fill everyone in, Hilaria posted a picture today or yesterday. Hilaria Baldwin. Um, <laughs> Hillary. Hilaria. Hillary. Hillary. So we did it. A special in her, if you haven't heard, it's been big on like page six and like news stuff or like celebrity news. It's not actually anything to help your health of your brain, your body, and your life. But no, it's not. Ilaria um, is a is Alec Baldwin's wife. She is an extreme yogi bragger. I would say like she does. I think she started a yoga studio. She does yoga, but she it's a lot of like pictures of her on Instagram doing yoga poses and telling you you can do it too. She's like a Spanish Rachel Dolezal, too. So she is like co-opted Spanish culture, but she's not actually Spanish. She's a white girl from Boston. And she said, look, guys, I'm a white girl from Boston, but I visited Spain a lot. And now I'm Spanish. And now my kids are named Carmen, (laughs) Eduardo, and Lucia. And she speaks with to her children with a thick Spanish accent and pretends she doesn't know English words. It's fascinating. So at the beginning of this week, she dropped a picture on her Instagram feed with another baby. Casual another baby. Cash baby. (laughs) Cash baby. She had five babies. Her um, most recent one, I believe, was in came in last September. Um, And then she posted a a picture with a sixth baby and have no idea how it came or where it came from. So her most recent, so she has, yeah, she has five children. The youngest is six months. Then yesterday, she has a picture of herself breastfeeding a newborn baby. And here's the thing. She also posted a picture saying it was her first meal with baby or whatever. These pictures of her post- surgery i mean post um i say surgery because i had an emergency cesarean uh the picture of her post birth her face isn't puffy it doesn't look like she's gone through the birthing process like when you have a baby come out of your body you look like you had a baby come out of your body and maybe you have great genes good great great for you but there's something off and 
it was women didn't care that Ilaria has like a six pack after her baby. That wasn't what mattered. It was that the struggle and the pain of going through and the beauty of going through childbirth and having a newborn and living and having your whole life change. It's not the time to sort of brag and to show off to other women, like, look at how at my body, look at my body and look at how it looks like nothing ever happened to me. Like, I really want to take away the narrative that we're supposed to suddenly have a baby and look like nothing's ever happened. It's not fair. No, I look like I've been eating cheeseburgers for a year. (laughs) I look like I was hit by a bus for a full year after he was born. Like, I was just like rough. (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the surrogacy because our girl Tracy Morrissey, who is the journalist from from all over the place who does these deep dives Mm -hmm. on Hilaria, on Jamila Jamil, on problematic celebs has a new Instagram story where she does a little bit of a deep dive to to try to figure out if it's adoption or surrogacy. She notices that this woman who owns a place called Alcea Surrogacy, A-L-C-E-A Surrogacy, was a guest on Hilaria's podcast Mm. last year, which is very interesting. And Hilaria follows her on Instagram. Okay. So then this place I'll see a surrogacy. I'll see you later, baby. (laughs) I'll see you at the surrogate. I don't know. Um, They posted uh, an Instagram post recently that says, welcome to the world, little one. And the caption is, congratulations to H&A and Carrier B on the amazing birth of their daughter, New York's first birth under the Child Parent Security Act. So surrogacy just became legal in New York. Right. um, And apparently if... Hilaria did this via surrogacy. It's the first one born in New York. And so Tracy did this deep dive and there seems like they're alluding to Hilaria and Alec. So it's probably surrogacy. And there's nothing wrong with being a surrogate. Who cares? Or like having a surrogate. No. But Tracy's theory is that like this is their priority in the middle of a pandemic is to like have another baby. Tracy's like outraged. Oh, that's her. They can have a baby. I don't I don't really care about. No, I think anybody who wants to have a baby at any time, it's their own life. It's their decision. It's their family's decision. So I disagree with Tracy on that. But I think the idea that makes me frustrated is that Ilaria is just pulling this narrative of like, look, I can magically have a baby appear. Mm. My body isn't changed. My life isn't changed. It's so easy. It's so simple. And having a baby is hard work. It's arduous. It's emotional. It's painful like she's just adding to this narrative that like women have to be these magical fairy godmothers to just pop out a baby and then keep going Mm -hmm. yeah and to that note i will um call out freedom mom not call out but like i just want to highlight freedom mom at freedom mom on instagram and they make all the stuff that the cute products that are sold in target that you use for their baby that are like amazing like the snot sucker the nail clipper we love they make something called windy which my husband and i call the butt whistle oh i love (laughs) i haven't tried that if he's gassy you you just stick this thing up this butt so anyway they posted um two ads one was about breastfeeding and one was about postpartum and they're very honest i would encourage everyone to check them out freedom mom yeah it's so good let's just be honest that like Mm -hmm. also kids are hard work i think that's like where not to be on my soapbox, but I think that people don't want to admit that being a parent is really hard work and it's ugly it's and it's not pretty. Like, why are, is Alaria like trying to propagate this narrative that like, oh, I just like have a baby and I still have free time to do my Pilates in my underwear in heels. And it's like, you can do that if you feel like it, but let's 
not make people feel bad for being tired parents who are working very hard. Yeah, frankly, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I took two <laughs> naps today for this podcast, you guys, because Good. we are recording you. extra late. It's and so I, late. And I, but that's what you do with babies. You just have to you have to make it work. I also took two naps and I'm still exhausted. Me too. It's just what happens <laughs> yeah. that Lewis is at this new age where it's not, he's not difficult. Whereas like when you have a newborn and you're thinking, are you going to live or die at any second? And sure. could they mm-hmm. fall That's over and roll yep. over and mm-hmm. knock into something? Sids. Yes. Yeah. All that is terrible. This is a new age where he talks to me. He talks back to me and says things where it's like you used to sort of be able to like place him in an area and then like have your own peace of mind and do something. Or even if he was younger, like he'd be distracted. Now he's like, mom, we're doing this right now. What's taking you so oh. long? <laughs> That's exhausting. It's exhausting. You have to be on top of it for him. And it's like, it's, I love it because he makes me laugh because he's so lovely. And today he was just making me feel crazy because he's just going at the speed of light, which is wonderful. I'm like, great. Your brain, your synapses are going like you are brilliant. I'm excited. But today, today in the middle of it, and I'm worn out and he stops me and he goes, Hey mom, I like your hair. You're my best friend. (laughs) And kept going. And I was like, Oh my God. Did you you say you're my best friend? Yeah, I was like, you're my best friend forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Please never forget this. I said, oh, thank you so much. You're mine. And it's great because my hair is a side part, which, you know, Jen Z is saying is not cool, but Lewis loves my side part. So. Wow, 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 wow. Um, No, my baby's at the stage where he just lays in a rocker and looks up at me longingly and makes me feel guilty for putting him in the rocker so I can get things done. So stressful. (laughs) When they just look at you with that loving eye, you're like, I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're so beautiful and perfect. What can I do? What am I? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not holding you at all times. At all times. But also holding you at all times. Maybe you'd want to lay down. Like maybe you need the independence. There's always something or some article to tell you maybe they should be doing something else. Anyway, let's get to it. So today um, is a special mailbag episode and you guys have been emailing us for a while and since we took some... It took like two months. Yeah, so you took some time. Caitlin took some time. We're a little backlogged, but we love these scams, you guys. Also, shout out to our Patreon patrons. We have an amazing episode where Lydia Henson and I just laughed through the... I say amazingly episode. I pat myself on the back. I just laughed the whole time at my childhood experience in theater. (laughs) Amazing. If you can go to scamwallpodcast.com and check out our Patreon or patreon.com slash scamwallpodcast. You get to laugh with us. And we do like one episode a month there. It's lots of fun. Just for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to make sure we've thanked our new Patreon patrons, but Caitlin and I both have mommy brains. So we're we're just going to say their names again to make sure. Great. So thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Malika. Thank you, Space Song. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Alyssa. And thank you, Melanie. Yes, Melanie. Guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And we just adore you. And welcome to our way too personal Patreon community. So personal. My whole birth story is <laughs> so on there. So much information. <laughs> I love it. So our first little note comes from Alyssa on Patreon and she says, thank you for introducing me to the concept of Brandy's Internet, which is the Texas Sister Wives episode. Right. I'm now unfollowing everyone I went to <laughs> high school with on Facebook. So all I'm left with is the good stuff. I love this week's episode on Jason Collier. Thank you for the entertainment. Aww. You're welcome, Alyssa. From Danya. Hello. First of all, love the podcast. Thank you. 
been great to have something so fun to listen to amid all the dark news lately. Anyway, I wanted to email to suggest a story that is breaking where I live in Philly. Not sure if it's made the news outside of the city yet. Basically, the quote nonprofit the city hired to be their main distributor for the COVID vaccine, a group called Philly Fighting COVID, ended up being a shit show. Pardon my language. Uh-oh. It's it's fine, girl. You can have all the language okay. you want with us. It was a nine-month-old company run by a 22-year-old grad student with no public health experience. Ugh, it suddenly decided to become a for-profit. Its privacy policy that made patients sign before getting vaccinated ended up giving them permission to sell patient <gasps> data. Of course. They Ah. use students, most not medical or nursing students, with no training to give the vaccines. Students were apparently just vaccinating each other left and right. People with appointments were turned away. The CEO was apparently pocketing vaccine doses. And higher-ups bragged about a plan to get rich by billing insurance for the vaccines, even though they were given the shots for free. Shit. Basically, it's insane. Also insane that anyone put a 22-year-old in charge of a vaccinating a huge city. Anyway... Thought you might be interested in covering the story. I've included some article links below, and we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, Best, Danya. God, that is, that's the, you know what? That's awful. awful. And we knew that that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. It's like. But you know what's so funny is that we have the same story in California, in L.A., the group vaccinating. It was a small startup that was contracted to vaccinate at Dodger Stadium. And it was the same thing where it was the kid in his 20s who had never run a company before. Like very fire festival, all these vaccines. Yeah, how is it like 20 year olds are like, look, I spent a year in quarantine. I can run a company. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not uh, the one in L.A. was COVID testing, mm-hmm. not vaccines. But still, still, I think the government should be a little more careful about who's vaccinating. I think it's extreme panic right now because I was reading on the CDC today, just reading like kind of curious why people wouldn't want to get the vaccine, what their fears are, what the worries are. And the CDC says this is not a like tested trial this is just an emergency response so they're even saying like guys we're in we're in over our heads this is emergency situation we're giving out the doses they haven't gone through the full long process that they would but we highly recommend it which i would of course i want i want them the cdc is saying that but the tests that they've all had have been like in the high 90s and percentage effective oh yeah yeah so they they they've rushed the testing yeah. but oh no i want it and i'm fine with it but i think that might be why other things are slipping through the cracks cuz they're just rushing it there's no oh, yeah. method to do anything right now because we're in a complete chaotic situation that we've never been in before <laughs> Oh, yeah. 20-year-olds are just shooting each other off (laughs) left and right. All right. We will put these links in the show notes. Thank you, Danya. Our next one is from Lizzie. She says, hey there, I just stumbled across your podcast this week and am already hooked. Thank Thank you. you. Have you guys heard of Brittany Dawn? She's a former fitness influencer who scammed hundreds of women out of thousands of dollars for fake fitness bundles a couple years back. Yikes. And now, very conveniently, she's left the fitness community and has now turned to Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she created a pay-for-play community, in quotation marks, for sad and lonely Christian oh, no. women and is now scamming them with retreats in the middle of a pandemic. <sighs> oh. And is suddenly the all-knowing expert in Jesus. I'm sure he's very yeah, proud. No. Predictably so, she has QAnon and extreme right-wing theories. She entertains on her YouTube, is hateful to the LGBTQ plus community, and her new boyfriend and ex-cop 
was accused of excessive force after he threw an unarmed black man to the ground, which resulted in a lawsuit. Wow. No, he should be completely fired. They they sound like they're both pieces of shit. And (laughs) not that this is hard to believe, but he also has pictures of himself dressed as a Native American, totally disrespecting and disappropriating indigenous culture all over his Facebook. Oh, and P.S. Brittany also has a history of abusing horses. <gasps> a, a real special lady. This woman's track record is probably longer than her boyfriend's officer involved incident list. So there's plenty of dirt across the interwebs. I'd love to hear you guys take on this piece of human garbage. Thanks, Liz. Wow. I think if I were making a character, if I were writing a character of the most awful person. The most Karen and her beloved. But I wouldn't even include abusing horses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a new level. Awful. Yes. Like she's an influencer who's into Jesus, who's doing retreats in a pandemic, and she abuses horses. It's like, no, much. that's too it's much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. And her husband's a cop. <laughs> yeah. A horrible racist cop. I also think like I am for anybody turning to religion and finding, you know, your God, your right. Jesus, great. But the second that you turn to religion for profit and to like make a business bundle, no. it's like you're bad. Like Jesus should take the wheel from you and make you fall into a ditch. I don't know. Like you should not be doing this. What would Jesus do? Not <laughs> what would Jesus do? He would unsubscribe. She's horrible. No, he would unfollow you. Yeah. Thank you so much for this, Lizzie. I don't want to do a deep dive on her because I don't want to give her any more attention. I don't want her. No, she does not need our views. No. And that's the thing too, is like, we love, we love a scam. We love a scam taking over like obnoxious, stupid people. But this one taking advantage of women to exercise body image, all that. And then the religious aspect. It's the horses for me. Anyway, her name is Brittany Dawn. If you guys want to troll her on your own. Okay. Okay. Oh, this one's incredibly upsetting. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I can't wait to read it. Hi, Scale Wow. I loved your episode about the Yellow Deli cult. I lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee for seven years. And the Yellow Deli restaurant is very much a beloved, eccentric place to hang out, study, or eat healthy food. It seems like people know that it's a cult but don't care because, quote, the sandwiches are good. So they don't know the full extent of the harm that cults like Yellow Deli can do. The staff is young, granola hippie types. And it's no coincidence that the restaurant is located on the University of Chattanooga's campus. These younger people often away from home and their families and for the first time in their life are often susceptible to cult groups like Yellow Deli. I'm very upset that the Yellow Deli is a known harmful cult that is allowed to continue to operate, probably due to religious protection laws. Maybe the only way to lessen their success as a business and therefore as an oppressive cult is to publicly shame them via podcasts like yours, etc. A reporter needs to do a podcast expose on them like the serial podcast or film and expose documentary anyway thanks for informing everyone and stay away from the yellow deli fuck sprouts love you guys jenny oh jenny that we actually in the yellow deli episode cut a lot because it was so Um, upsetting when we recorded the episode we were with the heist podcast guys here's some hot goss (laughs) we'd never met them before because, no. you know, you're, you're collaborating, you're doing stuff. So I start reading all of the horrible information, hoping that we can really, like, get it out there. And they're lovely guys. They're lovely, sensitive guys. Amazing. And after the episode, they were very disturbed. And But, like, after Caitlin had done it, it's like we were in a Zoom and 
the room was silent. If you could be awkward in a Zoom, which I've never, I mean, I've been awkward in many rooms, but this was awkward in the recording. Uh, it was terrible. And I was going over it with my husband, Alan, who's a journalist. And I was like, I feel so conflicted. I feel like I want to bring so much attention to this, but maybe I'm not the person to deliver it or the way I did kind of shocked and surprised them. I don't think they were, I thought they were like, they thought we would do another fun heist. We brought a very upsetting cult to their experience. Yeah. yeah. And so, but Alan had a really good point. He's like, well, some of these stories, like you have to say, you have to pick like, is this my story to tell? Or am I the vehicle that will best serve this? And he was like, also, you have to think if you're the reporter, is this going to be traumatic for me? Like, is it going to have a, an adverse effect on me? doing it as well like can you bring that story forward mm-hmm. little to say guys it's very upsetting well so after we recorded with them they very politely emailed us and we're like hey we have um kids that listen with their parents young wonderful <laughs> listeners who do like great art for us and we love them and this isn't really appropriate and we're like you're right totally so so they cut our whole this story this from the podcast which is fine, fine because the we still made jokes during their part. So, you know, what's whatever. important is that we're funny. <laughs> Whether or not a cult comes to like reality, I, I do think like I feel very bizarre about this topic because I want to bring attention to it. But I don't know if I I don't know what I can do besides just say, look it up on your own. And it's completely traumatizing. But sometimes bringing attention to it is the thing that gets things done. I agree. You know? Yeah. And I would say I agree with you, Jenny, that I think this has to be like a full blown ass documentary. And the second that it is, the second that it's like opened up, everyone's going to lose their minds. It's horrific. And because it's also so super popular that people are patronizing these um, locations and not realizing that they're adding to a very oppressive, abusive cult. Yeah. Where's those serial girls? Where's Sarah give us a male chimp ad Even the Britney Instagram girls they're real popular they should get on they're this too, too. Yeah. somebody get on this too much white people for mm-hmm. us but you guys get on it this next email is from Daniel he says hey I recently started listening to the show and loved Thanks. it there was a big scam in Venezuela in the 80s this guy and his crew pretended to be a sheik from a country <gasps> in the Middle East wanting to do business in the country spent two weeks meeting with businessmen and partying wow. Then disappeared with gifts, jewelry, gold, money, etc. They were never caught. Ugh. Nobody went to the police or anything because they were embarrassed to be victims. It's a funny story <laughs> because even women from rich families went to visit the sheik at the hotel to introduce their daughters to the guy, hoping he would marry them or something. He also went to a poker night with rich people and, of course, took all their money. There's not much info about it online. I kind of put the story together because I remember my dad talking about it when I was a kid. A few years ago, I interviewed for a radio show. I used to host a a journalist who researched the case. And earlier this year, I did an episode of my podcast in Spanish on it, talking a little bit about it. If you're interested, let me know. Uh, Daniel, Daniel, you didn't even send us the link to promote yourself. We are interested. Get on our podcast. And we do like if you can email us, we want the link. We want to support yours. And that would be amazing. Yes. Send us the link and we'll, we want to know more I about it. I also love scams like this because it's a funny thing that you do hear. Th- these are my favorite like hometown scams. I'll say hometown because they're like yeah. from family members that tell you about it. But they, it's this random story and you're like, did my dad really remember this? Like there's sort of details. It's sort of right. this is funny thing. Yeah, you hear about and then someone does a discovery and you're like, oh, 100%. <laughs> I, I like this scam because I love a scam about a fake chic. We I don't do. know. It's very I've heard chic. a few. <laughs> it's very chic. I've heard a few of them and they're always like over the top, like luxury. Like I fucking love. And a I chic love scam. that like this is 
people getting, the rich are just giving more of their money away to other rich people, they think. But really, they're giving away to this con artist who's then just disappeared. It's a good scam. Thank you so much, Daniel. Okay, this next one. Hello to my favorite podcast duo. Hi. Are you familiar with the, quote, Operation Underground Rescue, hashtag Save Our Children charity? I hesitate to even call it a charity because it reeks of a giant scam. So this is all alleged at the time. Perhaps you saw influencer mommy bloggers types promoting it this summer. They've managed to raise 20 million this year. What? Yeah. I learned recently that there's an open investigation in Utah looking into the charity's financials. Lack of audit oversight and the fact that they seem to be taking credit for raids law enforcement are actually doing. It's stunning. There's so much material there. Right-wing conspiracies aplenty. They say wearing face masks is making it easier for children to be abducted and sold into sex slavery. A scammy board and founder that all seem to be friends and related to each other. The founder claims he left his job at the FBI operating actual raids to, you know, do it privately for charity. That makes sense. I beg of you to look into it and I promise it'll be worth your time in addition to make a juicy and timely episode. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, Emily, that sounds insane. (laughs) This is hard because it's like, we want to save the children. Of course, we want to save the children. Always. But we are not Pizzagate. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's so stressful. We are not QAnon. We are not Pizzagate. But we do want to save the children. You want to do a lot. We we have a lot on our plates. Uh, Yeah. So this is interesting. I wonder if anybody else listening has heard of this or if they have had an experience. If you have, guys you know, always contact us. ScamWowPodcast at gmail.com or hot tip hotline at 347-509-9414. All right. This is from legendary listener, Anthony. Anthony. Hi. What's up, Anthony? <laughs> he says, good morning and hello. What's up, my homegirls? This is Anthony, your boy, <laughs> aka Anthony, your OG. He's not wrong. I was listening on the awesome Patreon links and I had a scary thought. Is the phrase homegirls derogatory? I grew up having homeboys slash girls. They're like close friends you can you can trust. But times are changing and I want to support women's rights anyway I can. Maybe homies is better. I don't want to disrespect my peoples. Please advise. Congratulations on the baby. It's going to be so beautiful. Bye. Anthony. I don't see, I don't think homegirls is offensive, but I would not say it as a white girl. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't I have no idea. And I will just happily I think it's also a great time right now in the world where people are openly saying, I don't know. Like we don't, we don't have to have all the answers. Maybe it could offend somebody. Maybe it could be flattering to someone else. I'm not sure. I take it as a term of endearment coming from you, Anthony. And I very much appreciate it. Everything coming from Anthony is usually a term of endearment. I do appreciate it. Also, Anthony has been checked on me and TikTok. He's asked how my fireplace is going. And Anthony, it's taking a long time because, you know, I really love it. It's we're still we're working still on it. We're still working on it because right now I'm working wow. on the the tile that I'm putting around the fireplace. And I'm waiting to do a whole thing. I'm waiting to add to like my YouTube. I'm really taking time with it because I want it to be a good project. Sure. What I'm positive will happen is that I will lose all the footage and then I'll just get fucked. But as of right now, I'm saving it to hopefully have a nice reveal. Fingers crossed. Wow. I didn't know we were still working we're on still it. We're still working on it. Wow. Yep. You know. Quarantine. We got an Instagram message also about this. Uh, Hope says, it's true, ladies. Copper Cow is magic and is basically legal crack. Great. <laughs> Love your podcast. It brings me joy during a year that sucks. Love you both. We might have already read that too and hope I love it. Thank you. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Um, this is great. I'm back on coffee, so <gasps> maybe I'll try Copper Cow. I think you should. Who knows?
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, this message is for Scam Wow. Hi, Katie and Sue. Um, I was listening to the podcast like I usually do a while back, and I thought I heard Sue talk about donating her eggs, and I really want to know more about that. Um, I don't know if you guys can, like, direct me to an episode where you guys talk about that or if you could do an episode on it uh, because I'm really curious, and I trust <laughs> I trust your guys' judgment. Um, yeah. Love the show. I think that's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, thank you. Hi. Thank you. Um, we have not done an episode, and I love that I just casually dropped that in randomly, and we didn't expand on that's it. That's okay. But I did a podcast. I did an episode of the podcast Get Rich Nick, which is on Earwolf, and I talked all about donating my eggs. So I'll put that in the. I'll link to that in the show notes. Are there anything but we should, that you're like, oh, something scammy to look out for for women? No, I think it's a scam that you play on the system. Oh. You get paid $8,000 every time you donate. And you can do it, I guess, whenever you want. I mean, there's an age range, so yeah. like I've aged out of it. But I did it like three times. I did it tw- twice for families and once for just research. Wow, that's amazing. No, I don't know anything about it. And if anybody wants to ask any questions about ovarian cancer, <laughs> I just visited my doctor and found a lot of cool stuff about that. And they said like one of the options women are doing is they are, you know, doing the opposite. They're doing in vitro. They're they're holding on to their eggs. And that is so overwhelming, guys, because the doctor straight out told me, like, if you choose to do something where you harvest your eggs and it's very expensive in IVF is incredibly expensive. And then you have to pay rent on your eggs. You have to have like a little storage unit for your eggs somewhere. It's like 20K a year. It's so much money. Yeah. So expensive. So it's it's all insane. But it's not as bad as you think. Retrieval. Yeah. The retrieval isn't that bad. Like I had to just shoot myself with drugs for a couple of weeks. (laughs) Easy. get and then go in and get a needle stuck up my vagina like it's fine easy i get it's also a different thing when you are giving them away freely i'm sure it's a completely different experience that when you are trying to get pregnant like i think it's also you're doing this you know that there's like a reward in a sense to you and it's it's a one two three deal whereas like there's so much mystery there's so much panic there's so much fear when you are trying to get pregnant and egg retrieval that way it's wild. You literally wake up from anesthesia and they hand you a check for $8,000. Really? In the room? So, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> it's wild, That's dude. That's amazing. Uh-huh. And wait, don't men just get like 100 bucks per cup or something? For yeah. the sperm, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And also, but also if you are like a particular ethnicity, you can make way more. Oh. So like if you're like a particular type of jewish you can make like 24 grand really yeah oy, oy, oy. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me play i don't want to google message. it because i don't want to get started no you're probably too old no offense oh that's true hi this is for scam wow episode six um my name is jessica 
and I know this is kind of old, but I just found your podcast. Um, so back in late 90s, my husband and I were having our first child. We were on our way. I'm sorry. We were at um, the Dade County Youth Fair. And at the time, they had one of those pots and pans demonstrations. And we sat through the whole pots and pans demonstration. And we actually bought said pots and pans. They were ridiculously expensive. But I'm going to blame it on two things. One, my mom bought her wedding very expensive wedding cookware when she got married and it is now 2021 and I still have one of the pots from my mom's wedding cookware and so I figured well my husband and I are starting our life together we should have our own lifetime set of pots and pans. This was in 1999. It is now, as I said, 2021. I still have the ridiculously expensive cookware. It was a company called Lustercraft, and they're still in business. One of my pots broke, and I contacted the company, and they replaced it. So, while, yes, they do use high-pressure techniques, and it is crazy expensive, I have to say that it was worth it because I'm still using said cookware for over 20 years. Just thought I'd let you know. Have a great day. Bye. Wow. Hey, I love that for you. Maybe not a scam. A lot of money, but also a lot of use. A lot of use. If Yeah, a lot of use. It, I feel like she should find some way to communicate. With Carolyn. No, with Kate's husband, Jack, because he mm-hmm. believes and has felt that the Cutco knives, though they come off as scammy, and we found out they end up scamming the sellers. Um, they're still great products, and he loves them. He also believes he was not scammed. <laughs> he also believes he was not scammed. <laughs> yes, I'm calling in for the Scam Wow podcast. Um, I just want to say hi, Sue and Caitlin. Um, or Katie from another Katie. Um, that would be me. And I'm just calling. I love your show. I have been listening for since the beginning, um, though I'm playing catch up. And I was just catching up on some of them and was listening to the Skincare Scam podcast. And I wanted to call and let you guys know that that is just so true, particularly about soap. So I have suffered all of my life from a condition known as KT or keto. Oh, shoot. We lost the end of that. That's such a bummer. But um, thank you so much for calling because, and you can always email us again, but yeah, 100% those skincare brands are scams. Thanks for listening, Katie. Thank you. All right. We have one more voicemail. Hi, ScamWow. Uh, I just listened to the plastic surgery episode. It just came out. It's First off, very good episode. Wow, you two are so good at podcasting. It's the talent and a gift, and I appreciate you for it. Um, but I just wanted to talk about not just plastic surgery, but also just the overuse of filters, which is, like, such a scam because it really I, – I, I really never had an issue with, like, I don't know. Uh, I live in very rural Canada. Having plastic surgery was just never a, a thought to me. It's like, where would I even go for that eight hours somewhere else, I guess? Anyway, but they, 
Instagram filters are what fuck me up because that's what all of the people around me do. They just they just filter their face until it's like unrecognizable and it's crazy. And I think I would like to uh say that everybody should go look at another social media account called uh Instagram reality or like Instagram versus reality where they compare filtered photos to unfiltered photos. It's very good. It makes me feel better about my skin mostly and uh, my body also. Uh, but yeah, thank you for podcasting. Uh, I know I'm calling lots, but you guys said that you like phone calls and I don't like writing emails. So yay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yay, thank you. You're not calling lots, hon. Call me any day. Call me any day. <laughs> Call me all that time. I think that's so true. And I am starting to look at Instagram filters thinking that that is what people look like. And today I was looking at one and I realized it's completely a filter because this person had a glowing orb on her nose. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't makeup. It was, like she looked beautiful, but the filter somehow has like glowing orbs on her nose and glowing eyeballs. And I was like, "Wow, she's so pretty." And then I was like, "That is a cartoon person." <laughs> you know what's funny is before I had my baby, I was like, "Why do people put filters on their baby? Like that's crazy." The baby is perfect. It was just born, but now that I've had it, I'm like, mm, "Can I make him look? Can I make him look a little better?" <laughs> <laughs> at first I was doing so Alan really didn't want uh, Lou on social media so at first I was doing filters to like have it be like not his real face like he's like a bunny person sure. so that like it could be real but then I did like we are like a very uh, red blotchy family so I'll, you know I'll, I might swipe and put a Paris in wait what do you mean like an Eiffel the Tower filter Paris no oh, a Paris <laughs> yeah of course you gotta like the first one is Paris on mine and it's like pink and I love it it's just like more flattering and it like tones down the red yes I love a Paris I love a Juno you know what I mean Throw yeah you know okay guys also we've had some amazing responses from you guys on our Instagram because you can always drop us a line there this is a new scam that is hitting headlines right now brought to us by Yasini do you think that's how you say it I don't know by by a cool Instagram girl yeah, by this great a great Instagram girl. She's very cool. So this executive at Nike, she's very high up. Her little son stole her company card and bought a bunch of Nike stuff and then resold that to other people. So like on the black market. And now she has to leave uh Nike because he did all this. And the company really? card like has yeah, has her name on it. So Anne Herbert is her name and her son resold her stuff. I love that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a fucking hustler. Because he's like, what is the point? Like what is the point of all of this? Like it's yes. being sold for so much money. It's all in the black market. So we'll do a full episode on this because I'm sure the investigation is ongoing. But thank you so much yes. for sending this to us. Thank you. The next one so on some other type, mm-hmm. this user um, DM'd us to let us know that Anna Delvey is back <laughs> on her bullshit. Mm-hmm. And um, she is back hanging out with the girl Neff, Nefatari, who worked at the hotel that she scammed people at. And I actually watched, I got a notification saying uh, Anna, Del- Anna Delvey is live. And <gasps> she was on live on Instagram. And she was just like unboxing solids from... Uh, Butcher's Daughter, which is like a very expensive place in a hotel room with like four other people, one of them being Neff. So I'm like, this girl is back on her bullshit. And she's I love right it. back on her bullshit. And also, I thought it was so weird. She was posting on Instagram like this was the height and the highlight of my life in 2013. <laughs> and I was like, 
Yeah, I'm sure. Like, but with the thing about Anna Delvey that I love is she's so proud to be a scammer. Like, unironically, she, she is so. so proud of her identity, and I love that for her. And I want her to come on the podcast. So, Anna, if this gets to you, you're welcome. Anytime, you are honey. welcome. Yeah, this girl on some other type is like, who's paying for all this? She's staying in a series of hotels. I believe Anna Delvey has a Netflix deal. Oh, yes, she does. That's how she's getting salads from the butcher's daughter. So and someone else emailed us about Anna Delvey. Uh, her username is Deborah KS. And she said, Anna Delvey's out of the clink and I am mortified at how people are fanning her. Sorry, I just did that. <laughs> like us. I mean, I was on board with her scamming banks and hotels, but she scammed the hotel concierge girl and a couple others too. Well, that's the thing. She scammed them, but now they're hanging out. They're still friends. She's... And they're probably benefiting from her. That's the thing, too, is that they they sort of act like these sad, scammed people. Anna feels more street cred. And then she comes out. And now it looks maybe they made amends. You don't know. She could have written her some really nice letters. They're still friends. Forgiveness is good. Good. Good for her. Good for her. (laughs) Good for her. Okay, so we just got this email from our friend Talia, who's being scammed. She said, I took over a lease and he scammed me out of a security deposit. I have been catfished more than I'd like to admit, and I've had so many housing scams in Seattle, I cannot even count them. Most Mm. of the housing scams I've experienced are people in Nigeria reposting homes for sale as homes for rent with all the photos and property info. They say they're out of the city and can email the keys after the the deposit first and last. The scammers usually have William in the name somewhere. Email replies come at 3 a.m. and the phone number is linked to a Google voice number. The pronunciation in the written correspondence is off and the application is answering a few questions via email. The guy with the lease scam also scammed his roommates before me. They all had His mail piled up and he never left a forwarding address and had several credit cards maxed out, lapsed vet bills, unpaid rent, unpaid tuition, and totaled someone's car, dodging his insurance, and the victim never got paid out. In general, renting is scammy. Oi. Oh, also, thanks for being another Jewish woman on the radio. You're hilarious and inspiring. Thank you, Talia. Oh, and another scam I thought of when uh, Sue was sharing her work scams was about giving the serial number of the copier. When I was an admin in a biotech office, people called and said they were from our copier leasing company and asked for the serial number. I gave it to them and they began sending us huge cases of toner (gasps) for the copier, then billing us for it. They let us return it after a bunch of arguing, but they seemed to use it as a fishing expedition. Oh, that 100% happened to a company I was working with. And when I was an admin too, I'd be at the front desk and we'd get this call and they would say, and they would say to us the exact same thing, Talia. They would say, mm-hmm. wait, what is your, what's your number? Like, what is your serial? And I'd be so confused. And I'd ask my manager, somebody's calling them with our serial number. And he would say, hang up the phone. Don't answer. Don't do it. Because the second that you give it to them, they automatically set you up because you, giving them the serial number or just like somehow contract saying, yes, I did. Oh, get- no. Yeah. It's real fucked up. You're totally right. But also, Talia, that wouldn't be your fault at all. It's the company's fault. So, But also be wary of somebody who's going to be your landlord but lives in Nigeria because if your heat's broken, he's not coming from Nigeria <laughs> to fix your heat. So- he doesn't care. No. That's amazing, though. That What a scam. What a scam. Oh. So they're just so they go online, they find houses, I guess, that are for sale on like Zillow. Yeah. Copy and paste those photos and then put them for rent on Try to rent like, them out. Wow. Wow. What a scam. And they get paid up front. Wow, wow, wow. That is a smart 
smart group of scammers. So somebody sent us, um, Logan Paul had a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather and someone sent us this and said, are you going to watch? And we're like, ha ha. <laughs> so Logan Paul is a boxer now. And I also heard he said he's moving to Puerto Rico or something. Who Whatever, cares? Logan Paul. Go Literally away. fuck yourself. Oh, but I did go down a Trisha Paytas rabbit hole the other day. Remember Trisha Paytas? <laughs> that old bag? That old bag. Yeah. No, she's the one that... um. Mackenzie did us a book, a book report, like a school paper. On. <laughs> is she the blonde that had her extensions coming out? Okay, guys, this yeah, is yeah. from our YouTube episodes with Mackenzie Thomas. She is engaged now, and she just bought a three million dollar house in oh. um, Westlake Village, and it looks wonderful. And she has lots of new content. If you ever want to catch up on her channel, wow. she's not she's not getting a lot of views. <laughs> but you know what? I'm excited for her to pushing out that content. So I created a YouTube channel, as you guys know. I put out two videos, and the third is just sitting in my editing bay i just i have like emotional creative blockage and i can't get it out it's a lot of work it's it's a lot of work she works hard yeah it is hard work so i really respect that good for her good for her artistic arson had some comments on a couple of the episodes we've done recently so first she said medicaid pays for botox for chronic migraine it's why my 38 year old face looks 25 that's amazing Yes. So hot tip. If you have chronic migraines, get that Botox. Get it. Are you also hearing that if your BMI considers you obese, you can get the COVID vaccine faster? I heard that in New York, but I don't know if that's in every state. A friend of mine just got it and she's so thrilled. And I'm like, you know what? Get your vaccine. Why not? (laughs) Get your vaccine. Who cares? Get your vaccine. Anyway, get that that vaccine. Get your vaccine. Go, go. Um, and then Artistic Artisan said, yes, Mary Cosby is awful. She's from the Housewives we talked about with Sarah Galley. She represents the very worst of religion to me. She likes it because it feeds her soul, for her ego, not her soul. And yes, fucking your papa is very strange. Guys, the... <laughs> She's the, right. <laughs> She's not wrong. The episode with Sarah Galley where we talk Housewives and scams, it's a bizarre episode. I mean, it's we were all uncomfortable about it. About Mary Cosby. Mary yeah. Cosby. Yeah. But Mary Cosby has done some amazing work in the Real Housewives of Salt Lake reunion. She's been amazing. Oh, so. really? I have not caught up. Ugh. Ugh. Wonderful. Okay. All right. This is from Brandagram. She says, hey, have you guys heard of Shaw Academy, a.k.a. Scam Academy? So I found out about them through an Instagram ad about a free trial for a creative writing class. I was like, sure, why the hell not? So I signed up and put credit <laughs> card info in, thinking it was simpler to the major companies that ask for it when you sign up for things. I open the platform and see I can't even access any of the materials or videos till my designated class time, which was weird. And a huge pop-up came up that said something like access class toolkit. So I clicked it and said, thank you for your purchase. And obvious, I was confused. So I checked my credit card and sure enough I was charged $40 so I called their customer service number and I said I want the charge removed because I didn't mean to buy anything and she told me to email their billing department Mm -mm. so I did that and got this BS response about how I made this one click purchase and therefore they're unable to refund me so of course I go to cancel my free trial and find that to do that you have to go through like legit maybe 10 to 15 different pages 
begging you not to give up on your dreams and giving <laughs> offers for membership prices. It's really don't give up on their dreams of scaring you. <laughs> of, of making your money. And mm-hmm. after all that, it says in order to cancel, you have to call customer service. I do that and the lady tries to guilt me into it, but I'm like, nope, if you won't refund me, then I'm done. So after this, I go to their social media page and their comments and I see a ton of other people complaining about similar weird experiences. And charges. So I made actually made an IG group to discuss and found some people even had worse charges. Good for her. Yeah. Hundreds of dollars during the free trial or after they've canceled. So then I Googled the company and sure enough, there's a ton of videos, reviews, etc. of I kid you not, thousands of people getting scammed out of money from these people. If you YouTube Shaw Academy, you'll find many vids and this is their trust pilot page with so many reviews of people getting scammed. Ooh. Oh boy. Gross. They have a ton of clearly fake reviews on there. It's kind of a weird scam because they technically provide a service with their online classes. And I never actually took mine. But when researching this, I saw that most people that actually did complain that the classes were so shitty and weird that the whole platform is just crap. Oh, and the Insta group, Instagram group I had made for this actually blew up for a while. We had people joining a lot to get help and we found ways to bother them enough to finally get refunds and there are a few IG accounts for the scam like Shaw Academy sucks and <laughs> Shaw Academy fraud oh and I contacted the Better Business Bureau and actually talked to the woman in charge of this case and she said she's received like 7,000 complaints I wow. just spread the word to keep them coming but that as of now she can't do anything because they're technically based in Ireland there's a ton of other shady stuff what? like them saying on their certificates that they're approved by some other company, but that that company never did. That's wild. Stay away from Shaw Academy. Thanks for the hot tip. The Academy suck, guys. I think that's the issue is that a lot of these promise that you're going to get all these classes and this stuff. Like I would say, try it out. Don't try to not give your credit card. That's the hardest thing. This, if it asks for a credit card up front, I don't sign up for most things. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's a free trial, I get pretty nervous. And but the thing that I do want to get scammed by is this company. <laughs> I'm ready to get scammed by them. This company called Italic, where it's a monthly fee, and then you get extreme discounts on luxury goods. Mm. Guys, I want it so bad. Italic, do you need any podcast apps? Yeah, we'll do it. So it's basically like I think the Amazon Prime fee is like a hundred something dollars. Now it's similar to that. It's like hundred twenty dollars for the year, and then you get like cashmere sweaters that are $300 made by the same manufacturer that manufacture the really fancy ones. You get them for like $70 or a place that manufactures Cartier jewelry. You get it. A necklace that would be thousands would be 200. No, that's what they say. That's a scam. I just got a Costco membership. And the whole thing with a Costco membership is that people are like, this is the vitamin water that's made in the same factory, but it's just called Costco brand. It's like, no, it's not. It tastes totally different. (laughs) Or like we tried the baby formula and it's supposed to be. Yeah. The legend online is that the baby formula is just Enfamil, but it's made in the same factory with a different label. It's like, no, it's not. My gave my baby really bad gas. No. And then you got a whole bucket load of that shit. Yeah. So I think you're being scammed. I think I am, too. I haven't (laughs) signed up yet, but I because there's this thing on all these. This is the new ad thing ever since Everlane, it's been like, we're going to take out the middleman and deliver right mm-hmm. to you. Of course. But I think they're taking out a lot of things like quality and, you know, cleanliness sometimes. I don't know. So, yeah. You don't know that it's the same factory. Everyone says that, but you don't know. You're right. I don't know. 
I don't know. I just I want luxury things at a discounted price. <laughs> of course, we all do. You see me coming a mile away. I saw a TikTok about how um, the Costco leggings were made in the Lululemon factory, and I went and I looked at the Costco leggings. I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's yeah. no way. This is another one from our Instagram. We got something from M. She said, ah, oh my God, I love you guys and your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. This week's episode really killed me because I've also been having insane COVID dreams about not Mm -hmm. having a mask on and being very public places like Walmart or the grocery store and everyone staring at my naked face. (laughs) I thought I was the only one. I'm glad I'm not alone. Again, love you guys. And thank you for creating such relatable and interesting content. You're keeping me sane during quarantine. Thank you, M. Oh my gosh. I have had multiple. I had another dream that I was around another baby unmasked and I just freaked out. That's a perfect message. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect message. I will say my, not my landlord, the building manager, we have like a no mask or like you have to wear a mask in the common areas. And I was downstairs like opening my baby stroller Mm. yesterday and I didn't have a mask on because I was going back up to get the baby. And he was like, I'm sorry, just to be fair to everyone, I got to ask you to put a mask on. And I was like, like going back upstairs. I was so mad. I'm yeah. such a fucking Karen now that I'm a mom. Well, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it because there's I've also done that, too. You're always running up and downstairs as a mother. You're you're never in like one place Constantly. at one time. So I've run down to like get my mail and all of a sudden the person in my buildings come in. And I've been like, oh, my God. And I just apologize. And I'm trying to like mm-hmm. put my sweatshirt over my face. And it's, they see that I'm very upset and like disturbed and trying to do it. it we're all just doing the best we can guys Ugh, we're all just doing you know. the best we can and also mommy brain sometimes i forget my mask now oh, mommy brain alan actually said the funny thing he was like if you're away and no one's around you he's like walking the dog late at night he goes i just pull my mask down and take a deep breath because i forget to the other side is like you forget to take deep breaths like we haven't most of us haven't sat and had amazing deep relaxing breaths outside sure. at all yeah Sure. We have another Instagram message from Richie Adams, and he says, I've been watching Dan Loke scams, Dan L-O-K, and wanted to drop this here. He's a guru, and some of his stories from people that were under his spell were a good listen in case you wanted to use it for an episode. I will put this in the show notes. This is a YouTube video he linked to, and it looks fucking fascinating. Can't wait to watch it. Thank you, Richie. I like Richie. He's nice. Hi, Richie. This is another one from our friend, Case of Base. She's messaged us before. We've got great stuff from her again on Instagram. She said, fun fact related to the recent episode, I was raised Mormon, even served a mission a lifetime ago. And yes, we do baptize the bed, not in a zombie way. Uh, someone stands as a proxy. The thinking is that we believe so strongly it's a true church that to live with God again, our dead ancestors need the chance to be baptized. I think she How- meant baptize the dead. Okay. She said baptize. Yeah. However, a part of that is often misunderstood, and that's why we believe that they get the chance to accept the baptism. So just because someone gets baptized for dead Aunt Lily, she's not automatically a Mormon. Lily just has the ticket to the show, essentially. It's weird. I've It's always freaked me out and made me feel like I might get hella haunted. <laughs> Yeah, I'd feel haunted too. <laughs> I feel haunted just reading that. I'm so confused. She said, if you have any more Mormon questions, she's happy to answer. They do a ton of weird things. Wow. You know, and I, I'm sure we've said with all this, like when you're in the the community that's doing this or when you're in the religion, you they're just like, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, let's drink the Kool-Aid and you do whatever it is. And then you get out of it and you're like, I'm 
Don't know. What? That. I don't know if that, that was great. I don't know if she wanted to be baptized. That's hard. All right. Looks like we have one more from November. You guys, we are out of it. This woman named Tiffany sent us. I want to a- look in. I want to look into this, Tiffany. Thank you. Yes, she sent us a Reddit thread. It sounds fascinating about Miriam Mola, a con artist who scammed people out of hundreds of thousands of pounds, but is not in jail and is doing press releases. She's got a book and a BBC documentary out called Catch Her If You Can. Um, She said, how is she not in prison when so many victims have come forward? She's an Anna Delvey friend, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They figured it out. Once you get a TV deal, you're set. You know, you're set for life. Um, Miriam Mola, we need to research that so i think that's it i think that's it guys yes thank you for reaching out if we didn't get a chance to read your messages thank you for reaching out yeah we really appreciate it and everything all your love and support means a lot to us and it is what keeps this podcast going (laughs) it is the fuel for this podcast if nobody listened why would we do it but we'd still we'd still want to talk every week. So yeah. So if you guys want to comment, if you have any scams, if you have had sex with your grandfather, <laughs> you know, <laughs> creepier things have happened or not. Yes, you can email us at scamoutpodcast at gmail dot com, and you can always find us on our Instagram or Twitter at scamoutpodcast. And as I said before, you can call us because you know I love a phone call. You love a phone call. They're so fun. It's our hot tip yeah. hotline three four seven five zero nine nine four one four. Yes. Thank you for everything, you guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. And we love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.